It's a good show. I'm Mitchell Froom, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Radio, radio, radio 8 Ball, radio. We're Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're here in the studio. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions, like picking musical tarot cards. I'm your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with our musical guest, Sylvia Black. Hi. <laughs> and Sylvia is uh, has been joined on all of these songs by uh, a musician and just a generally cool cat named Greg Foreman, who's sitting here looking up Fay Ray for us when we need it, come chiming in with uh, important information about Hollywood's golden age and playing guitar, keyboards, drum machines, everything. And uh, now it's your chance, Greg, to ask a question to the Pop Oracle. But before you do, let's talk about your connection with this fabulous songwriter, artist that you're, that you're accompanying here. Okay. Let's well, see. How did we meet? Him? Yeah, yeah. How did how did, how did you get how did you get hooked up with this gig? He probably doesn't know, but yeah, I, I really don't. I mean, <laughs> was like, I roofies never... were involved. You went to a gig. You <laughs> no, nothing like that. <laughs> you woke up in a session. You didn't know how you got there. It kind of. Yeah. <laughs> how, how is is it through Lydia? Well, when I was in New York and I was looking for musicians, everyone kept saying, "Oh, Greg, Greg," and I was like, "I have no idea who that is." Hmm. So I looked him up and I saw him do this leap and was the Delta seventy two. Yeah, he yeah. did this leap, and I was like, "Who is that?" A th- did a leap or lead? Leap. He's playing yeah, guitar. He's he'll tell you all about his yeah. history. But I was like, "Oh, that's a real musician right there," and um, so I wormed my way into his life and like. Lydia was friends with him, and um, yeah, I guess it was just we knew some people in common, and I've always wanted to play with him, and uh, he's just, he. I've had such bad luck with keyboardists, and he's way more than that. He's a guitarist. He plays everything, sitar, and whenever you rehearse with him, he just brings everything and then some. I've never had a musician bring so much to the table, and um, just, wow. yeah, no, it's true. Thanks. So wait, so this leap, what is she referring to? Um, well, in the okay, in the in the mid '90s, I had a like a post-punk soul band that was on Touch and Go Records called the Delta Seventy Two, and uh, I guess it was kind of like the Gun Club meets I Can Tur- Tina Turner or something like that, and uh, and. Um, we were actually first on Discord Records, you know, what most known for Fugazi, and mm-hmm. it was split. It was a split release between Discord and Kill Rock Stars, and uh, really, from yeah, my, from my neck of the woods, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've spent some time in Olympia. I know a lot of those people. Um, spent a lot of time with like 
I was in a band with Allison Wolf from Bratmobile. Yeah. Um, uh, I know all the Bikini Kill cats and uh, Unwound and all the a lot of people from up there. Um, the last time I was there, I, I played with Cat Power for about ten years too. Oh wow! And That's a cool uh, gig. <clears throat> yeah, I played with a lot of people. Like I played with Lydia. I played with. Just most recently, James Williamson from the Stooges. I've been playing with him and Dennis Tech from Radio Birdman and Cat Power. Um, I'm doing a tour with Peter Buck from REM coming up and Joseph Arthur. And uh, did stuff with David J from Bauhaus. And I did a record with Alan Vega from Suicide. That's actually, that's my favorite band of all time. And uh, that is being mixed by Jim Sclavunos from Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And oh, wow. uh, Jim Thurwell, which ties us back to Lydia, um, from Fetus. And they both mixed this thing. And, uh, you know, I had a radio shoot show, too, on the Dangerous Minds, you know, that website they have. Yeah. And oh, I would yeah, do I a podcast where I would interview just like similar to what you're doing, but like interview. That's how I met Lydia. I had Genesis P. Orridge on there. and He was he, one of my first kisses, by the way. Genesis? Yeah. Wow. How was it? Uh, quick. He was introduced to me and just kissed me it. right away. And I was like, yeah. how old were you? 15. I was. Um, that's cool. Yeah. It was like some um, convention for the mind and technology in San Francisco. Mm. And Timothy Leary was there. I was standing this far from him, listening to him talk about the beauty of senility, and those were the good old days. <laughs> but, Sweet. yeah, that, I guess that's kind of like how we met. I feel like I remember seeing you at maybe, like, Berlin or something. Maybe I met you there. Yeah. Because Lydia, we did something there. Like, I was DJing, and then Lydia and I did a weird performance thing, and then Oh, yeah, I came with there. Lydia, yeah. But, I mean... He doesn't know. He knows so many people. He's constantly like in contact with people. But we like we've messaged before and stuff. Mm-hmm. Wait now, I, I, I forgive me, but I'm now fixated on this leap. You oh, mentioned yeah. a leap. I'm so, asking you about a leap. No one's telling me so about the, this leap. The, the thing what? is, my inspiration when oh. I was uh, when I was young was like stuff like like um, Pete Townsend leap, like that kind uh, of leap. Like if you mix that with like James Brown. Um, you know, so yeah, I he would, had moves, and I was like, like, I would oh. really just try and do like uh, moves like James Brown or, or meets like the Contortions, you know, the band the Contortions, yeah. and and so like a live show to me, a, a good performer for me, like is depending on the music, but the music was high high energy, so being a part of the being a part of the show uh, an active participant with the crowd yeah so that leap that you're probably referring to <laughs> is leap. like you know i would do splits you know like while playing guitar and jump up on things and would you land in a split or would you like yeah. descend into split? no no like jump and land in it and then like come back, pop up. back up yeah are you can you still do that i can do it but like <sighs> i ha- you know i have Stretch to be out. careful <laughs> yeah. i have to be careful but uh that was sort of our thing. And, That's uh, impressive. Yeah. To land in a in the splits is It's the kind where you pop back up. Yeah. It's like in every black family reunion there's an uncle. Really, yeah. <laughs> I learned it from like really watching like Tammy's show and stuff with James Brown and uh you know, I really like got a lot of that from my family were really into soul and then mm-hmm. I was a punk excuse me, punk teen. And then there's this guy Ian Svenonius who was in the makeup band and he was also very inspirational to me as a young person so like soul music and 
like what you what were you saying something about how you're um, schizophrenic musically or somebody was saying yeah, that Lydia said we and were like we that. all are I mean because all of us can have a knowledge and appreciation of like everything from like Lydia was saying noir soundtracks through like things like Lil Leuven Brothers to soul music to gospel to post-punk new wave you know the only things I don't really listen to much are like you know, modern R&B or modern country or, you know, right. I, where I can appreciate it. And I'm sure you can, too. I just the songs don't reach me the way that. Yeah, it sounds like dead music. Well, it's we've like... we've had a lot of there's been it's been a theme on uh, the last few shows of, of talk about the comparing. Uh, not acoustic music in the sense of acoustic, but pl- actual played music as opposed to computer music. Yeah. And is that sort of what you're talking sort about? Of, that... I mean, I think computers can have soul in a weird exactly, way. Exactly, yes. Because, like, suicide and craft work, like, when you hear them, they f- make me feel something. Um, or mute records, things like Bad Gadget and stuff like that. But there, I feel like there's there was some charm in that era because the mistakes were left in, even though yeah. they were electronic in, in scope. Um, whereas now, with auto-tuning and... You know, it it really strips beats per minute and everything. Yeah, exactly. Some of the life and and uh, um, and acoustic music too. It's like it's funny you mentioned that because like I, this guitar right here is um, from Fender, and I just did a uh, you know they have this new thing going where they want people to have a different opinion on um, acoustic instruments, and I did. I'm I'm like their demo guy now for this guitar and. Uh, and they, you know, I put together a band and we did this like demo where it, it sounds like not, it starts sounding acoustic and then it sounds like Spaceman 3 by the end of it or something, you know. And so I'm all for like some of this stuff transmuting what you think something should be and then it ends up somewhere else, which is why all this stuff like you were saying is like, I love so many instruments and, and, and I just make them sound like things. Whether, you know, sometimes I'm afraid people will be like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's, you know, like I'm afraid to be found out. But like, <laughs> really, I just make it work yeah, in a way. Well, you that's know? where the taste part comes in, you know. Ha- having a good musician that also has taste is really rare. I went to music school and I know a lot of great musicians and they have no taste and it makes it really hard to enjoy music. Yeah, yes, indeed. There's a, there's a lot, yeah. Th- there's a lot that it takes to make someone the kind of musician you want to play with, or the kind of musician you really want to listen to, and uh, and that's all. The, it's all those factors. And some of the best, you know, some of the best musicians are those those people who can just sort of sort of pick up and noodle their way through something because mm-hmm. they they kind of know a little bit of this other thing. And yeah, I guess I can, I guess I could probably make a sitar work. You know, give me yeah. a, give me a, an afternoon to try and figure it out and then all of a sudden you know brian jones track. is playing a <laughs> he he laid down sitar the other day on a lydia track i, I don't want to embarrass you by telling you it's a cover of ain't talking about love van halen that's but, awesome if it, it's i think it's awesome but um it's my, <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah we don't do that though it's real i mean it's really to me it's very heavy emotional sexy dark songs and it's got the sitar and it's like this weird badass 60s yeah. thing that i love and Lydia, well, I I do think there there is some. I have had this for myself as a songwriter, where songs that I wrote when I was 
I don't know, one of my teens that I don't necessarily like. There's a song on a record I, I, I that I'm I, I played on the show last the last show we recorded, and the song called "You Moved to Chicago," and it's sort of a love the one you're with kind of song. Mm-hmm. And I wrote it when I, I started. I wrote the lyrics when I was in high school, and I sort of I'm a little bit embarrassed about them. I still think they're kind of clever, but they're also I don't know. They sound like an immature eighteen year old's idea of of sex, and. But I, at the same time, I and I think a lot of Van Halen songs fit into that <laughs> mold. But I also feel like those songs, when you take them at when there isn't some, I don't know, I don't know, white guy singing them. Basically, yeah. when you turn them, when you give a woman, basically, a lot of these sexist songs that guys sing when women sing them, it turns. I feel like, oh, it doesn't sound sexist to me anymore. Yeah, when she sings, <laughs> yeah. talking about love, it sort of sounds. It like, becomes empowering it's like and Memphis Minnie. Or yeah, you right. know, like or you know, like a blues. It's right. a real bl- kind of blues thing, but it's it's cool. I, that's a good point. The same with new. I want a new drug by Huey Lewis. Oh really yeah, bright poppy, but I do it really slow and really bluesy. And, and you would be hard pressed to, and it's just the same chords, exact same melody, and you'd be hard pressed to know that it was Huey Lewis teetering on oh, the yeah. edge. Right there. Be nervous. Okay, <laughs> sorry. One, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, well, uh, yeah. Well, I. I I, f- I feel like dude, this is just, we, you've been here the whole time, but I love that we got to shine a light on you. I feel like I'm kind of hanging out with the band right now. You're, <laughs> you're a cool band to be a part of, even for a moment. So, uh, well, what's your question for the Pop Oracle, Greg? Well, you know, the first thing I thought of, I guess that I'll go with that, is um, <clears throat> is there is it possible, I'm asking the universe this and, every, and maybe anyone in this room, is it possible to to find and achieve long-lasting inner peace. Is it possible to find and maintain inner inner peace? Yeah, la- lasting, yeah. Okay. Well, let's see if we can... Uh... I mean, it's something we strive... I strive for. So. Yeah. I have, I-, I have ideas about that, but uh, let's, let's see what the Pop Oracle has to say. So now to engage the Pop Oracle... Uh, well, you, you want to spin the wheel? I don't think I can get to it. <laughs> okay. Maybe Sylvia can. Sp- I mean, do you think it would help if I, I can spun spin it? it? It's, it's fun. Come yeah, on. All right. I, I, <laughs> I like the sound of it. It yeah. sounds like a Neister's I didn't know about in record. <laughs> Every time you spun it, he was like cracking up. I was yeah, like, I loved cool. it. All right. Let me see if I can okay. get it. Okay. So right. now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na, 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 na. We love it. Oh, that was great. Song number one. All right. Slow burn. Slow burn? Okay. That's a good answer, actually. That's a great answer. Couldn't ask for a better answer. All right, let's see here. Cigarette lit with one quick bit flick. You started. 
station He said soon enough you're gonna learn I'm a To the point of no return He's a Slow Burn from Sylvia Black with Greg Foreman. The answer to Greg's question is lasting in inner peace achievable. And so well, I think we both had an, an, I had an initial just response to the title about how that seemed like a perfect answer. You know the song better and you thought so. But before we get into talking about how it answered the question, Sylvia, what can you tell us about where the song came from, what inspired it, where, when did you write it, what's the story? When I lived in New York, I lived in Brooklyn in the Polish, what was that, neighborhood, Greenpoint. And um, uh, I was hanging out with a really, really genuinely crazy guy, and I just remember him <laughs> sitting across from me. He was trying to bait me into 
whatever, being with him. And he said, I'm a slow burn, baby. I'm a slow burn. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that sounds like a song. <laughs> he was a mess. I like the, I liked your impression of this guy. I got the, I got the picture immediately. Yeah, he looked really good, but he was a mess. I mean, it was fun for a minute. I did have to take a knife out on him, get him out of my apartment. Really? <laughs> yeah, he never came back. He keeps trying to have me on Facebook. <laughs> You're crazy. I'm like, well, so are you. <laughs> just, you know, just, just remind him it's his slow burn. Give it, give it time. Give it time. You can meet in the Hollywood Cemetery forever. Yeah, a really good sense of style, <laughs> yeah. and it, he was fun because I never knew what to expect, but it didn't last very long. Well, uh, well, Greg, what did you think about that? Is the answer to your question about <clears throat> it's appropriate? Yeah, uh, yeah, because I feel like anything that you know, like uh, anything like that, is not an overnight matter. You know, I think it's like a, it's like a you know day that you're in, moment that you're in, kind of thing. Um, <clears throat> With all kinds of things, like I used, to, I live a way now that I, I used to live in a really sketchy way, like doing things that I don't do anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I, for reasons of anonymity, we'll we'll leave it at that. But um, <clears throat> you know, it's I found that like certain things take time, and uh, any you know, and uh, because of that, you know, sometimes it's a it's a one day at a time kind of like a situation. And I think with with inner peace, you know, for a long time, a lot of people, I don't know about you guys, but like for many years, I would just reach outside of myself, anything outside of myself, drugs or alcohol or attention or whatever, to fill that, uh, for lack of a better word, like a spiritual void, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, movies did it for a while, music, all that stuff, and it works until it doesn't work, and then you need to find it from within, but it's the last place anybody really looks, you know, um, <clears throat> at least for me, and so I believe that with this concept that I'm talking about, it's a perfect answer because... You know, it's a lifelong thing every day. You need to slowly burn. Um, and, and to me, slow burn kind of also uh, part of humans, as far as my own experience and, and myself, is like ego needs to sort of die daily to um, to make room for that sort of sense of peace. Um, because the ego, the human ego will tell us all sorts of things. Like uh, you, you would be happy if you could just get this material thing or if this relationship worked or if this band happened or if this career moved and when you get those things you just want something else right you know? and so <clears throat> for me the idea of like it's slowly burning away this idea this pro well let's call it, like pro- it. programming yeah. like we're we're programmed from childhood to want things to be certain things and then you have to reprogram, kind of like in a way that's better programming, like uh, or like a shop. If you had a shop and you stocked all these items and they went bad or they were unsellable, you'd have to you'd go bankrupt unless you took stock, got rid of the bad stuff, and put new stuff in it. I yeah. think a slow burn is a a nice, like even though with this guy maybe it was like kind of comical, but I feel like um, a slow burn. You know, like even like to go to like, is it better to burn out or fade away? It's better to slowly burn than to just fade away. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, 
is this slow process. And I think that um, when you're just in that moment, that's where that peace is. And if you're too far ahead, you're in fear. If you're too far behind, you're in some sort of morbidly reflecting situation that you can't change. And the slow burn is now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no. So Such a really great uh, interpretation. Very thoughtful. A lot, very close to some ideas that I had. I mean, the the only thing that I would add is that there's a, I know there's a phrase in Buddhism, I'm going to butcher it, but something about to to have passion, to to live like water, not like to let fire. Like enlightenment is like water. And so, but I'm a fire sign. And I think a lot of artists, we burn. That's what we do. So the idea that fire can also flow and burn slow. And I love the idea that we're burning off our karma, burning off our programming sure. as as we... As we get because like, enlightenment isn't a, a static state, it, like I say, it's a like today. There's a, a great. I'm just gonna just throwing bumper stickers at you, <laughs> but the, the today's uh, the today's breakthrough is tomorrow's ego trip, right? So That's to the right. the thing that you have enlightenment about today, if you don't get over it and let it burn away tomorrow, you're gonna be that guy who's you know who's still resting on those laurels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually, even though the, the the guy sounds like kind of a, a joke, it's a very healthy attitude. I'm a slow burn. He was he was like, spilling out all kinds of things. That's like, a, I just I caught that phrase and I said that sounds like a song. I wasn't listening. I was just like, no. Oh. But that's a winner's attitude of like, it doesn't it doesn't all happen to happen today. Like, <laughs> right. Take your time. I'll be here. I'm just going to keep getting better and more enlightened, <laughs> right. burning away. Like I might be a jerk today, but a year from now, check it out. You're going to see some improvement. That's what's going on. That's I mean, I got a. It's a great question. Really, yeah. really wonderful. Oh, yeah. uh, and I mean, we could probably talk about it for a lot longer. Yeah. But the food arrived, the food and arrived. Yeah. and I think we should probably go and and feed our feed our bellies as well as our right. souls. Yeah, it's all part of it. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Greg. You're welcome. Good to get to know you. Yeah. You're a heavy cat. <laughs> well, I just, I'm just i just trying to change things. That, you know, I used to be kind of this fearful, self-absorbed, selfish being, and I'm not trying to live like that anymore. That's good. Fear is a terrible place to live in, you know? Yeah. What do you have to be afraid of? In what my mind, I? you have it. <laughs> it's funny how you see that, because my perception is a lot of days I got, I, I, I got nothing, you know? And like I think we all get in that. And well, what was again? You said we could talk about <laughs> yeah. this forever. Sylvia's like, I got some curry don't waiting for me. me. <laughs> don't mind me. <laughs> okay, I'm not taking off my headphones. Yeah, let's go. Around. Let's go get some stew. Thanks for listening to Radio Eight Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time... I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.